Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525. Welcome to the Jenna Ellis Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There has never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. As a constitutional law attorney, Jenna Ellis believes in the rule of law and the importance of integrity in our elections. And she's ready to tackle the big cultural and legal issues facing America. This is the Jenna Ellis Show. Here is your host, Jenna Ellis. With inflation, the banking world collapse, and everything that Joe Biden is doing not to protect America, you need to make sure to secure your financial health, especially in retirement. And hey, if you're a millennial like me, that actually is sooner than you think. You need to start now, even if you are a millennial or a Gen Zer, to make sure that your financial health is actually healthy when we get to retirement. And Legacy Precious Metals has a revolutionary new online platform that allows you to invest in gold and silver online in real time. In a few easy steps, you can open an account online, select your metals of choice, and choose to have them stored in a vault or shipped right to your door. You'll have access to a dashboard where you can track your portfolio growth in real time anytime. You'll see transparent pricing on each coin and bar, and this puts you in complete control of your money. The platform is free to sign up for. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com and open your account and see this new investing platform for yourself. Gold hedges against inflation and against a volatile stock market. A truly diversified portfolio isn't just more stocks and bonds, but different asset classes. This brand new platform allows you to make investments in gold and silver, no matter how small or large, with just a few clicks. Visit LegacyPM.com to get started. You can download the free investor's guide, and you can also call Legacy PM Investments to talk to a portfolio expert to get expert answers to customize your personal portfolio. So visit LegacyPMInvestments.com to get started. Tell them that Jenna sent you. We are less than a week out from the Iowa caucuses, and of course, that is the biggest headline uh, this morning, as well as Congress uh, looking at the $1.66 trillion spending package. And frankly, um, as much as I have promoted and uh, really been encouraged by Speaker Johnson and his position, um, th- yeah, this is something that that is, quite frankly, very disappointing. And if you missed uh, Congressman Chip Roy yesterday on the program, he was talking about that. And I do think that it is important for Christians and conservatives to look at policy issues and look beyond just supporting an individual person, um, even if that's somebody that we generally would uh, would back, uh, even like Speaker Johnson, who I know personally, I think that this is a a, a really bad decision for Congress and uh, would like some explanation. Of course, uh, the headlines from Congress this morning are focused on Hunter Biden, which uh, 
probably is a little bit of a distraction. Uh, but here to talk about all of this and more, and particularly Iowa, is our good friend Steve Dace, who is part of The Blaze. And if you are not paying attention to his show, I think he is one of the most prolific Christian commentators in our country today. And I don't say that lightly. Um, I listen to his show and I always uh, come away not just encouraged, but also um, exhorted, honestly, and, and to uh, to have some conviction about how we need to, as Christians, continue to think about this year and think about uh, what we are doing for the Lord. So good morning, Steve. Thanks so much for joining again. You bet, Jenna. Very kind. Thank you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And, you know, I started uh, last week and, and, and continuing into this week talking about 2024. There's so much going on in our nation and the world uh, that we are already anticipating in terms of the chaos, the disruption, the division. Uh, how should Christians approach this year thinking about uh, how we can not only impact the world for Christ, but understanding that probably 2024 is not going to be necessarily a better year comparatively to what we've experienced over the last several? I think overall, <clears throat> we need to understand that there has never been um, until the pilgrims landed at Plymouth Rock and forged the first self-governing document of this republic, the Mayflower Compact. There has never been permitted in the history of Christendom Never been a period permitted where we were the dominant, unquestioned force of either um, influence or inspiration in a culture. Uh, even in a uh, even in a Christian post-Christian Rome, after Rome was Christianized, you would have emperors arise who would reject it and cause persecutions. Um, even in in, in post in, in, in a Christianized Europe. Um, we had hundreds of years of, of battles and wars, either against the Moors or the Islamists of that era, or even with each other. Um, Catholic kings persecuting Protestants, Protestant rulers persecuting Catholics. This is really the first time this has ever been permitted. And we have a spotty history. If you had a, the wrong skin color, for example, uh, some, there, was a, there was certainly an era where those freedoms were denied you, whether you were a believer or not, even though your worldview is actually what spawned the country. So I think we need to take a real big picture look and understand that we have been permitted or maybe even cursed this belief and notion in the modern American church that, that righteousness comes from any other method other than suffering. It does not. It doesn't come from voting. It doesn't come from activism. It comes from suffering. Now, if, if you can do activism to, make, to create righteousness if you're willing to suffer for what you believe. And for a lot of us, frankly, suffering is, uh, I had a winter storm last night here in Iowa, and Fox News went out, and I can't watch my favorite host own the libs. That's our view of suffering. Meanwhile, our opponents here, they have suffered mightily. Uh, they suffered through every institution in this culture for a generation that they co-opted and took over and weaponized the other way. Um, they, 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 they suffered cultural disdain, and so they created their own alternative culture, uh, their own alternative protests. They were willing to suffer for what they believed, and that's why right now we're outnumbered. And there's going to be a lot of things that happen in this election this year that are way beyond any of our controls. If the with, if the with the look at the polls, if that is what the who the GOP nominee is, 
much of this, much of this, just like the update on your network right before I came on, much of this campaign isn't going to be waged in rallies or commercials. It's going to be waged in the courts. And almost nobody within the sound of my voice right now has any control over that, how that's going to turn out, what that's going to look like, when they're going to rule, what they're going to say. And, you know, um, we've got to learn to take control of the things that God put us in control in. And, and, and so there were, there was 1600, 1700 years of history of this, of the Christian church where Christians were not permitted of a large voice in the civic realm. Even if you had a Christian country, you largely lived in a monarchy many of those years. And so how did the church persevere? How did the faith survive? How was it passed on? How did it gain influence? Um, um, simple yet difficult. Without promises of cultural hegemony on the horizon, believers had to learn to let their own light shine, even if that meant suffering for what they believed. And you know what we need to do this year? That and a lot more of it. Really well said. And I think underscoring this idea of of suffering and the historical perspective uh, really does give us an opportunity to frame this well, uh, Steve. And, you know, a lot of the response that that I get, um, not just from listeners at AFR, but just, you know, in general and people that I talk to um, that are Christians will say, well, but the the politicians are just so terrible and they haven't done uh, anything that has promoted my agenda and I am so disappointed and so why should I participate and there's almost this frankly arrogance about it to say that if this isn't going my way then I'm just going to take my toys and go home and I'm just not going to participate and I'm going to stay within uh, my home and my church and just have this attitude of politics is dirty and the world is dirty and so therefore I'm going to take a more righteous road by completely abstaining because they're not doing what I would prefer. And I think that's that's the completely wrong attitude biblically. Um, but also, if you look at uh, at the history of the church, the church has always been in conflict uh, with the world. And yet we need to persist to be the light in the world. The main problem I have with what you just said is if you are going to retreat to a church that doesn't create any conflict with the world, you're in the wrong church, <laughs> right? This, this, yes. We tried that. We, we tried this notion before. They were called monks and monasteries, the monastic movement. It was a, it was a failure. It was a disaster. Um, uh, it, it turns out human nature uh, follows us uh, no matter where we go. We can't. Just like Jonah couldn't run from God's call on his life uh, to, to bring the gospel to Gentiles uh, or the truth of the word of God at that point in time to Gentiles, we can't run from our own sinful natures either. There's, there's, there's no place that we can retreat to either from the sinful natures of others or ourselves. And Jesus didn't come to bring peace, but a sword. Um, the, the, this is, we're to cause this friction. What is, we're salt and light. You know, what does light do? It makes things that like to operate in the dark scurry. It brings clarity. What does salt do? Well, it's a preserver. It was used as a preserver during Bible times for food before we had things like refrigeration and pasteurization. But the other thing it was used for was as an antiseptic. Um, it was used, uh, it was used to, in, you know, to clean wounds. And you just like, you know, back in you and I's age group, our moms were still using hydrogen peroxide when we were little like it was, you know, Kool-Aid. All right. Fall off your bike, <laughs> get a scrape, pour that hydrogen peroxide on that alley, and it burned like heck. 
That's what salt did, all right? But that burning, that conflict there is what is cleaning the infection out of the wound, okay? So if, if, if your church provides you a place of comfort where you don't have to worry about, hey, the drag queen story time hour is happening at the, at the public library uh, right down the street from where we go to church on Sunday, you're in the wrong church. I do think there, you know, there are eras. There are eras where, where the culture around this becomes so dark, where the, the options of participating in it are so dark that we have to actually just say, no, no, we, no I, don't, I don't have a choice where that is concerned. For example, and that can happen here. I mean, for example, if we had if, – if, if the two major party candidates for president were both openly promoting things that God said were bad, not imperfectly doing something about them, because then you get into matters of the heart. What do people really believe? What do they really think? All right, let's say both of them put an open homosexual as their running mates with their, quote, married partners. I can understand completely if, if, if believers stood up and said, that's bad. We cannot support that. There are red lines. You know, the, the, when God, as I said on my show yesterday, when, when God introduces his, his word to, formally to humanity for the first time, he puts 10 statements on, on, on two stone tablets. Each one of them are all red lines. They're all absolutes. They're, they're not suggestions. They're not do the best you can. They're not, you know, up until a certain point. Um, they're not strongly worded encouragements. They are commandments. There are red lines. There are areas where we as believers cannot go. We, are not, we cannot measure morality subjectively, you know, vis-a-vis sides and play referee on things that God, has, the ultimate referee, has already made the rules. So that could happen, and we are heading toward an era uh, without revival where we could be facing some of those choices, and they're probably not as far away in many cases as people think. But ultimately, if you think the place of refuge to avoid conflict with the world is your church— you are in the wrong church, and the reality is, too many churches in America—they, um, you know—are ha- not any threat to the enemy. They are a place of refuge uh, to, to avoid any form of conflict. The devil has two primary objectives for every human that's ever lived: number one, to avoid you going to heaven; number two, to avoid you taking and showing heaven to other people so that they go and join you. Those are his two primary objectives. So if he can't get you to, if he can't stop you from going to heaven, having you stopping you from showing heaven to others so that they don't follow you there and go there with you, that's his second most, uh, that's his second most prime directive. And and frankly, Jenna, a lot of churches in this era in America are helping him accomplish it. Mm, yeah, really well said. And if if you are seeking a place of refuge instead of understanding that the Christian life is going to be all about conflict because we live in a fallen evil world and there is going to be that tension until the day of Christ's return, then we are wanting to pursue an easier life and looking at on the seventh day, God rested as, as being, well, then, you know, he, he rested into per, uh, perpetuity. Uh, we need to make sure that we have the place of refuge in pockets. And and I love the book uh, Pilgrim's Progress because it's such a great allegory of the Christian life. And there's a point in there when Christian um, who goes into what's called the Shady Arbor as he's walking up a, a really, really steep hill. But it's only uh-huh. for a night. 
And it's not uh-huh. for this. It, it, it's not for a life of comfort. His entire journey was not comfortable. And and I think that so often in America, we see conflict as something always bad and something we should run from. And especially when we're engaging in civil society. So taking this kind of, Steve, with from a from a 30,000 foot perspective and applying this now to 2024, and even just the tension and the division that we're seeing in the presidential election, Christians still need to engage, but we need to engage properly and on the issues and with a mindset of promoting biblical truth and really considering who is the best person to uh, to either endorse or simply vote for or uh, how we get involved. And And I think that there is a there is still that conflict between people who want to just totally disengage between and, and people who are engaging, I think just for conflict's sake, instead of having the, the truth and the Christian priorities in mind. So how do we look at engaging in a proper way, not to, to just go and have refuge and have a comfortable, easy life, but also not to engage just for the purpose of conflict. Well, I like the way you frame that. You, you basically pitted it against a um, dueling, D-U-E-L, dueling idolatries that, that really believe they are opposite of each other, but they're really just two sides of the same idolatrous coin. So the first one we addressed was this idea of creating our own little private Idahos, our own little islands, um, and our own modern monastic movement. Um, and, 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 and yes, the church, I, you know, to, just to clarify, the church should be a refuge that prepares you for the conflict that you were called to be a part of, not, um, you know, insulates you from it. That's what I was trying to say earlier. And that's what many churches do today. All right. There's no sense of a con when you walk in, it's not, okay, I can come here, get get my tank refilled um, and get fired up and get marching orders to go back out there again next, you know, tomorrow. It's, you know, there is nothing bad happening out there. And the worst thing that could possibly happen is something disrupts your comfort. That's really what I was addressing. Now we have this other idolatry now that is raging uh, to compete with it. And it's this idea that if, if, if you won't debase yourself as much as me, um, if you won't um, affirm me, um, because we're the right side, because what we're up against is so bad, and therefore we can gaslight, we can lie, we can debase, uh, we can destroy, we can deconstruct, it's totally fine. There is no standard that holds our character accountable uh, that there, there's, there's no, there, there, there and, and I know you've had plenty of experience with these kinds of people coming at you. This, I, this is something that, but this is, this is now the, the, you know, the other cult, which, which basically is, is the French Revolution, uh, not the, not, not the stuff of the American Revolution. That's vo populi, power to the people. The people are sinners. The people might be wrong. Uh, there, there was a great democratic movement outside of Los House, Jenna. They all agreed. They took a vote. They all agreed. Bring out those men. Bring out those angels so that we can rape them here in the town square and have our way with them. They took a vote. You know, a lot tried to reason with them. And then they said, who's this interloper we picked up a few years ago who's now going to judge us? When we're done with these guys, we're going to do even worse to him and his family. That was democracy in action. They took a vote there, Jenna. They were all convinced. The mob was convinced. People are sinners. Public, the public opinion can be wrong. You know, the, 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 the gladiator game stopped in Rome not because they took a vote. Because one monk named Telemachus got up one day in the middle of the gladiator games and screamed, in the name of Christ, stop this madness, torbear. And they murdered him right there on the floor of the Roman Colosseum for it. And the crowd at first cheered, then was aghast, 
the rest of Rome, when they saw this savagery, they reacted to his suffering and were so appalled. That was the last day the gladiator games ever took place in Rome. All right, so it was the, the actions of one man athwart history, athwart public opinion, uh, empowered by the Holy Spirit. That's what stopped the gladiator games in Rome, not the polls, not both populists. <laughs> and so what you're watching now is the rise of the godless right, just like we saw in France. And by the way, how does the French Revolution end? My friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help you get the best night's sleep of your life. He didn't stop at the pillow. Mike also created the Giza Dream bedsheets. I have them. I love them. These sheets look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep, which is crucial for our overall health. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Mike's latest deal is the sale of the year. For a limited time, you will receive 50% off the Giza Dream Sheets marketing prices down as low as $29.98, depending on the size. So go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio podcast square and use promo code Jenna, J-E-N-N-A. There, you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow 2.0 mattress topper, MyPillow kitchen towel sets, and so much more. I have all of this. I love it. Everything from MyPillow and also MyStore.com. You can use promo code Jenna. So go to MyPillow.com, use the promo code Jenna, and also MyStore.com. And remember, use the promo code Jenna.